seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You Cafe. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you listeners on last week's question and discussion. Last week's podcast, when Lynn and I discussed the question, why is vulnerability a critical leadership trait with the CEO of Masami? We received a number of responses that further deepen dialogue. Joining us today on the Get to Know You Cafe is Aiden from an upcoming podcast. Welcome, Aiden. Thank you for having me, Tiff. Thank you for coming on. It's been yeah, it's so great to have you on. So earlier you were given the topic from last week's podcast to reflect, and you've also listened to the episode. So prior to listening to the different responses, what were your thoughts on the discussion? Yeah, I I think vulnerability is something I've had challenges with personally. And I think there is some sort of weird dynamic of people being comforted by having direction from someone, solid authority, and at the same time having the ability to be open. There's something to be said. Yeah. those things yeah absolutely I get what you mean yeah like if you're obviously someone who's kind of at a you know like authority like you said or even a parent is able to show vulnerability with you or a teacher or something like that like growing up and having that exposure you'll kind of you know it will allow an ease or a comfort for you to be able to do the same exactly yeah interesting Uh, what else did it raise any other things that stood out to you with the discussion yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, uh, taken with that uh, discussion around hair um, and that hair product initially. Uh, uh, I recently sheared off my old matted hair, uh, but <laughs> I was I was definitely having challenges. Um, so I think that seaweed uh, product would have helped. Uh, I, th- I think also in terms of being too open, uh, that balance between taking the time to uh, express how you're feeling to someone in the workplace or as a friend um, and also uh, uh, not not doing it too often or too, too much. That really struck a nerve with me in terms of I, I've seen that happen in, uh, you know, the mine sites I've worked on and uh, in, the, in the fast food shops I've worked in um, because it can uh, – upset people and it can upset yourself uh, sure. uh, uh you know raw emotions are raw uh yeah. sometimes um but uh yeah you don't want that happening uh 24 7 I, I no feel. i i kind of get what you mean i guess like i get what you mean like i guess like I, I like how lynn was talking about how we should kind of embed vulnerability as an auth- part of our authenticity or expression of authenticity and like to have it in us and throughout all the time but i get what you mean like you can take it too far or like be too expressive or 
um, like too raw. I don't think too raw. Like I think rawness is great, but maybe like um, unaware of how your expression it might be confronting or, or hurtful towards another person. Yeah, I th- I think you're right there. I think I think it's the audience. You have to you have to channel how you speak depending on your audience. So if I'm speaking to you or broader audience, I might say things or not say things uh, uh, that I'd say to others. So, or if, you know, I'm speaking to a mentor or a teacher, I won't speak the same way to my parents. Otherwise they'd, you know, be like, what's happening? Yeah. Sure, sure. So you really have to kind of, like you're saying, like maybe like vary the level of vulnerability you would express depending on who you're speaking to. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely. We. Uh, we want to we we want to be authentic, but we want we we also want to be uh, sensitive to uh, uh, those around us. Yeah, not, <laughs> not insensitive. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, like you know, Lynn was talking about a colleague of hers, and like you know, if someone comes to work and they're always like, uh, there's always like a big drama, or maybe there's in their personal life, mm-hmm. or oh, they're crying all the time. I guess that, you know, you can't really be, you know, it's not showing a, uh, maybe a, an ability to kind of um, not control your emotions but kind of, I don't know, regain, regain I guess, like a handle, have a handle on them and be able to like still be, um, you know, um like what's the word still be uh, uh like professional throughout your day or like like um i'm not even i can't even like grab the word i don't know why it's like like still be like um productive or like sort of try and channel it in a way that uh isn't like detrimental to your environment or to others as well. Like if you're, if your vulnerability is affecting others in a negative way, then I think that's kind of, you know, if there's so many drama and emotions and it's kind of bringing others down, it's not lifting them up. Then that's that kind of level of vulnerability. I don't think is, should be kind of expressed all the time. I a hundred percent agreed. We, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I want to make sure, uh, Friends and colleagues around me are happy to be there, and I'm uh, lifting them up rather than uh, causing a fuss all the time. But yeah, there's that. I think there's some sort of balance there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I really like too how um you know because I, I wasn't aware of this question when Lynn brought it up to me, and I was just like, oh, you know, like you know when you think people who are in leaders and in this kind of leading kind of position, you just you just wouldn't think that like you wouldn't think that vulnerability would help them um, become better leaders or or stronger leaders when they are in this role like with their employees. I just, you, you know, cause you never see it. It's like something that's so rare. We don't, we don't even see this often as well, which is why I think it took me by, you know, a bit by surprise. Yeah, no, no, me as well. I, I think uh Maybe maybe it has something to do with how um, all the examples we have of leaders are those with strong sort of authoritative traits rather than 
that could be part of it. It's just that maybe some of the narratives we were given as children and our parental figures and uh, yeah, some combo of that. I reckon if we change that, we'd change uh, we'd change people. So definitely you having this conversation with me and with Lynn um, and putting it out there um, as well as, I guess, uh, teachers opening up to this sort of discussion around uh, the benefits of being more uh, emotionally open at times is going to, it's going to change the whole landscape of leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be so. Yeah, because you see a lot of those, I guess, too, like, you know, I think a lot of those people in leading positions or people who are like, uh, us trying to, you know, put their face out or image out for other people, um, you know, I really have to like hold a mask up and keep that mask there. You know, they don't want to like, it's almost like there's a, you know, or multiple masks even to just be like, I got to show this front and keep it and maintain it all the time and almost show that I'm not human. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I wonder, wonder if that's a, yeah, if that, again, that's a learned trait or it's, and something they've convinced themselves they uh, have to do to be successful. Um, or they might, someone will perceive their weakness and backstab them. Just like Lynn w- was talking about that backstabbing uh, culture. Um, so, yeah, I, want, I wonder if there's some, <laughs> some way you can be open and still show people you're not someone to be t- taken advantage of, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's a that's a great point. I think you know when a lot of people like if someone does share vulnerability, like they for some reason like it's looked at as a weakness. That's why you get taken advantage of because they think it's a weakness when in fact it's a strength. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess now we will kind of dive into some of the responses. So um, they they raised a few interesting questions, which we'll which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, it'll be nice to discuss this with you, Aiden. So the first response is from Sophie from the Netherlands. This is what she said. Why do you think vulnerability is a feminine trait and difficult for some men to express? Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic one. I personally uh would suggest I I, for instance, have been exposed to a lot of books and uh, examples of how I should behave from my parents. So, you know, I was reading, I don't know, Robinson Crusoe, Chris Family, Robinson Huckleberry Finn, uh, some sort of war books. Um, and uh, I had maybe male figures in my life that uh, suggested I should behave in a, you know, a strength. So, and female figures in my life who would point to the male figures to behave in that way. Um, and so I'm suggesting uh it's a it's a learnt trait uh yeah a learnt trait yourself? for men so you think so you think yeah like um yeah like i guess uh like so you you saying that men are told not to be vulnerable is that what you're saying like like is that where you've got yeah i th- i think it can be ex- said to be expressly said like no you have to uh you have to you know, look after your female cousins or you, uh, yeah, you, you have to show a strong front 
to, to other people or it could be implied from watching other males behaviors and uh re- realizing that they're not really expressing emotions, so maybe you shouldn't. So it's a... Uh, yeah. Do you think the saying, like, what's coming to my head now is, do you think when someone's like, be a man, is that like, don't be vulnerable? Do you think part of that is that? Be a man, don't be vulnerable. I've I've heard so many times now, particularly when I've gone traveling, people saying, oh, you'll come back and take responsibility. Not specifically be a man, but I think it's implied. Um, and yeah, I think, it, there's like an expectation of behavior that others expect you to fall into and it falls follows that narrative of being sort of leader of the tribe um being able to physically defend people uh i'm i'm being very general but uh yeah that's sort of thing coming from mining as well it's definitely be a man is big part of that uh, culture because it's like 95 percent male so yeah sure sure and another thing too like i guess like you know among yourself and with your male friends is it is it very common or have you seen around uh, being around other male groups and um you know groups of people do you, do you notice that that vulnerability or you know being that is just something that you guys just don't do at all is that something that's very like rare to see in a male group setting like with females in a group it's quite easy it, like it happens all the time but I just wonder, is it the same for men? Like, are they just something that you just, like, you know, you know, you stay on the surface almost and not have these kind of expressive, vulnerable situations or conversations? Uh, uh, that's a fantastic question. I, I love it. Uh, I think we, yeah, have that fear of, uh, you know, being perceived as weak uh, in a male setting. Uh I've personally been able to uh, do it with uh, you know, fr- male friends that I'm talking to individually because there isn't that peer oh, pressure. Oh, so like one-on-one. One-on-one is a whole different thing, sure. But in a group setting, I, f- I feel it, it just changes the dynamic. It's like comp- maybe you know, subconscious competition if not explicit when you're like in a work environment or networking. Yeah. Sure. So like one-on-one you'd say like guys would, you know, men would do that with each other. Much more likely to, particularly if you know, if you know the other person, obviously with anyone you don't know well, you're less likely to uh, open up, but yeah, definitely one-on-one and knowing them better, you're going to, going to have a much more uh, meaningful conversation sure i was uh, always curious about this and like with my male friends who are open with me and we have these vulnerable conversations some so you know i'd ask because i'm like well do you do do you speak about these things with your male friends and they'll be like no 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 it's easier with my female friends yeah i I, actually recently i had this conversation with uh the um a few of the people i'm working for and yeah, they they feel the same that they feel comfortable discussing these top this maybe uh, emotional topics with their female friends, just like me, rather than male friends, just because there's some sort of social barrier, some sort of subconscious thing that's at play. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. probably obviously like you know years and years of a pattern that kind of needs breaking that's so, so embedded in the subconscious mind of. I guess men that it, you know, it's going to take a while, I guess, 
to break that. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we'll move on now to um, response number two. This is from Christian from Milan. How do we practice being vulnerable if it is something that doesn't come naturally to us? That's a very good question. How do we practice? Well, obviously, none of us are like psychologists here, but we're just going to have a chat about this. So, so like, I don't know. I guess, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, are you vulnerable with your friends? Can you tell your friend something? Can you tell your friend you have a problem? Or can you tell your friend that you, you, you made a mistake? Yeah, I think I, I agree. That's a great starting point. If, uh, yeah, if you're comfortable doing that, I feel you're able to be emotionally open with that person. Yeah, if you are. Uh, <laughs> but if you, if you ask that question um, and you get a no, then, yeah, there's so- something off about the situation. But it's not necessarily wrong. It's just your your relationship with that person. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not maybe it's just not a person that you should be vulnerable with. But I think too, I think a lot of people when they think vulnerability, it's like has to, it's like you have to be vulnerable by sharing something bad. Yes. Yes. As uh, well. 100%. That it like they put those two things together. It's like, no, you can be vulnerable um by admitting admitting you're wrong or like like I don't know, like I guess like uh, you know, I, I admit that, you know, I, 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 this didn't work or something, you know, but, uh, you know, I wonder how we could approve or like asking for help, I think shows vulnerability. How can we do yes. this together? I think that's part of like why the leaders who do so well, like they're able to admit, okay, this situation, this piece of thing that we meant that we put out there to do, it didn't work didn't have the outcome that we thought um you know or like you know they take responsibility for it they don't blame other people as well it's like you know uh i guess you know my train of thought maybe as a leader you might say like oh you know my train of thought for this project was this and that clearly it was wrong um how can we as a team kind of come together and kind of make this better or or fix a solution i think maybe taking taking responsibility is part of vulnerability too it doesn't have to be like sitting there talking about your dramas and your problems yes yeah i i I th- I think you're th- there's some sort of uh, permission given to the other person when you uh, when you sh- you share a, a you know, emotional story or a um, ask for help. It shows that you're it it gives like per- yeah it gives them permission to feel the way they feel and to feel that it's okay to have. Uh, not always know what to do or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so what was your second part? Like, a... I guess, like, yeah, and it's just not a matter of, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to always be negative. Like, you know, being, yeah, that's, I, that's what I think people think. It's like it has to have some kind of. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. I, I strongly feel this, you know, if you have an emotion, if you feel something, it doesn't, it's not negative necessarily that you feel something. It's just something. You need to, you want to figure out what it means for you. And uh, you're just talking to someone else to uh, help figure that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even like, you know, sharing vulnerability about like, you know, just like, you know, having a chat with a friend about, oh, hey, you know, um, 
I want to change my careers and I'm kind of been thinking about a few things and I, you know, my career hasn't, you know, hasn't been great for me for these reasons. And I, I want to do something else. Like that's a, you know, and, and then your friend kind of probes you and then you kind of like, it can be an uplifting conversation. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think, I think we've had quite a few of those. Uh, yes, we have. Memory. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully. And, uh, yeah, no, no. It's there's nothing, nothing better than being able to be open and uh, you know figure something out. I feel it's it's just an amazing feeling. So uh, yeah, you get a load off your back from discussing it in a constructive way with with one or many people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So here's a going on now to our third response. This is from Natalia from Melbourne. This is what she said. In this episode, you spoke about employees also being vulnerable with their employer. I would like to have that openness in my workspace to do that, but my boss is like dominating and can talk me out of what I'm asking for. It be a pay rise or where I feel, you know, I am better suited in the company. What are some ways you can be vulnerable but not allow someone to dominate in the conversation? I thought that was very, very uh, like an interesting response there. Like uh, I am, um, you know, obviously, I, you know, we're both all, I'm sure so many people you're in this position where you're like, I deserve a pay rise. Okay. How do I go about doing this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can either be like, you know, even myself, like you can be talked out of it in a way, even though you have all these things, you may have made the business more money. You may have added uh, more clients. You may have done like a number of things, but for some reason, maybe they point out one thing and really harp on it to make sure to show you that you're not worthy of a promotion. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel we can, uh, I feel uh, workers can be their own, uh, own worst enemy. Uh, myself included, um, because you're trying, uh, and it also depends on your personality. But if if you, em- I feel if we empathise too much with an emp- employer, um, yeah, it, we can work against ourselves because maybe we actually do deserve it. Um, and when you, yeah, it's like if you're going to uh, give a speech, uh, if you if you dwell too much on how you may fail, I find. <laughs> that that makes me perform worse. But if I just go out there and, you know, rev myself up and say, I can do this, tends to get a better outcome. Better response. So um, do you think so? Like, do you think like, okay, I know my boss has got to like talk me out of a promotion or talk me out of where I, you know, uh, maybe a different position in my company. I just have to go in there strong anyway. Yeah. I, I feel, What has worked for me at least has been, I, I think about the possible consequences, you know, like if, uh, if uh, you, uh, you know, best case and worst case scenario, like if you push too hard, maybe you create a less positive relationship with your boss, but also maybe your boss will appreciate you being open about it uh, as well. So there's um, the best outcome is they actually need you so much that, they are willing to concede more than you think they will. So yeah, it's a, I think it's a spectrum of uh, possible outcomes. And yeah, I, it's just a. Sure. And how have you gone about this with yourself? Like, how have you gone about, you know, asking for a pay rise? 
or have you needed to do yeah, that in the past? So coincidentally, I in the past. Well, coincidentally, I did that fairly recently, which sounds surprising because we're in the middle of a pandemic and we should all be grateful for even having a job, which I am. <laughs> yes. uh, but we all still have to, you know, pay our bills. Uh, so uh, I went about it by essentially just, bit, you know, I thought about it for a sh- short time, not too long, and I went and spoke to my boss directly and I said, hey, I've been here for this period of time. I sh- um, based on my uh, you know, exp- expenses, I need a pay rise for this reason. Um, re- and I'm working, for instance, I'm working for a small business and so that they have a small, smaller margin than perhaps a bigger business. So there's greater back and forth because you understand that they need to eat and sleep somewhere as well. So, uh, but basically, uh, it w- thankfully it worked out, and I, I've been given more hours. And uh, yeah, it's just it. But at the same time, possibly there wasn't enough money in the bank for them to do that, uh, and that might not have happened. So yeah, it's just I f- I feel it's give give it a shot. Uh, is the best way to go. Like, you know, you might, uh, I could think of a hypothetical situation maybe where it's the wrong time to do it. The timing's wrong and that. Sure. That or if the personality of your boss as well is just someone who's never going to promote you and always find a reason not to. Like it will show yeah. you, hey, this is not the workplace I want to work in. Exactly. Yeah, Even if you do so many good things for the business or you make it grow or you do whatever, they're still not promoting you, then you know, hey, uh, you know, you know, it's best for you to leave, not to spend, not to waste or, you know, your energy and efforts in that company or that business. Yeah, 100%. You need to uh, assess, uh, yeah, periodically while you're remaining somewhere. It's just yeah. how it is, yeah. Another thing too with that, actually, like I know this is a whole different topic, but since we're since the question was raised, you know, a lot of women find it difficult to ask for a pay raise or find they get dominated by men when, when they are asking for a pay raise, pay raise if they're, bosses who are are male and so you kind of and and it's almost like you're talked out of it but then if a man were with the same kind of level and experience and education and you goes in and asks for a pay rise he gets a pay rise and there's also studies show that show that this is the case like a a man with a man dealing with a man for some reason is more likely to get a pay rise than a man dealing with a woman who's asking for one yeah so i can speak from the male perspective i've always had this sense with my mentors and with my bosses that if the other person can sort of imagine themselves in your shoes uh, it's they're more likely to give things to you or concede things because there's an understanding and I feel it's it, that our understanding is enhanced when there's not that gender divide uh, yeah uh, for some reason uh, so if you look at my past mentors or bosses, you'll find I feel you'll find fairly similar traits, uh, and you, you'll find a bunch of like I wear glasses, for instance. You'll find a bunch of guys that wear glasses. Mm. Uh, so, so I feel yeah, there there is like a um, like 
similarity factor of some sort. Sure. Have it yourself. So if you like, you're saying that if you like build this rapport, like you have some some similarities, and you're more likely to someone's able to understand you more. Like you said, put put yourself put themselves in your shoes, and so promote you. Well, with myself, like I yes, you know, like a lot of the um the my bosses have been male, so uh you know it doesn't work in my favour. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, even though I I would have you know done a lot for the business, make sure uh, or like brought brought in more patients, or uh, I, you know didn't allow people to leave or whatever it may have been, um, mm. uh, you know someone could it wasn't it didn't work in it didn't work in my favor, like and you know what what people do too is like because you think you you are doing a lot for the business and you see it growing and you've added, you've, you know, it's done a lot. Um, they're not going to notice it and go, Oh yeah, you deserve a promotion. You actually have to ask for it, but then they can still talk you out of it. Yes. Yeah. There's, uh, or even with, uh, the, uh, yeah, with any decision, I feel like I've gone tra- traveling recently and, some people would ask why you're going traveling and others would say, I wish I'd done that when I was your age. <clears throat> so I, I would, I would say, um, yeah, it's, and there's also that factor, of course, people will try and get, no matter how they're nice people are to you, people still want to look out for themselves to some extent, not in a heart ne- necessarily a toxic way, but, it's just sure exactly sometimes, yeah yeah they, they end up looking out for themselves and they don't consider you know employ you know giving you a pay rise or whatever it works out better for them if they're why would they think about it they're making more money not not thinking about it and that's probably what all they're thinking about yeah so very it, very potential yeah so it needs to come kind of from the um employer well yeah this has been a really interesting question the responses that were given by the listeners and having this conversation with you aiden like it's been really great and like it was you know very interesting hearing the different responses and adding to the conversation we hear different questions and not to say it's to do with people you know being intellectual but a matter of we all have different experiences and Mm. thinking the more perspectives we gain I guess, the clearer picture we can develop, like, you know, when you think about all these things. So I'm very much looking forward to next week's Get to Know You Cafe. But before we go, I want to thank you, Aidan, for joining the cafe discussion. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. It's been a blast. Yeah, thank you so much. And listeners too, uh, Aidan and I are doing a, a podcast together, so you better tune in so you hear more about himself and the question that we'll be doing. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrett. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.